0: Hello everyone, this is Sean Moss, and I'm your host for this episode of the Ross Local School District podcast. Ross Local School District is moving forward in new ways, and we want to keep you informed. In each episode, we will be learning together about a new topic, bringing in district leaders, students, staff, and parents to provide insight and discuss the choices and opportunities available for students, parents, and community members in Ross Local Schools. In the studio today, we have Superintendent Dr. Chad Conkle and Treasurer Jeremy Frazier. It's going to be a conversation about what we're doing here at Ross Local Schools and how we discover, aspire, and relate every day. Welcome gentlemen, how's it going? Excellent,
1: excellent. Very good. good. Thank thank you for having us. Hey,
0: no problem, it's your show. So today we're going to kick off um, our first episode, and we'll probably do this a couple of weeks, I think, mm-hmm. over the cu- course of the next couple of weeks, on this topic of school funding and school finance. Um, I know in my time in public schools, there's, there was a lot of confusion with the public um, it, with regards to how schools are financed and how schools use those funds. So, guys, I'd really just like you to help us understand all of that. Um, So there's really, you know, like no pressure, right? (laughs) Sure, sure. So, So, yeah, Jeremy, uh, if you could um, start us off and let us know what are the different
1: types of school funding? Okay. So when we're talking about school revenue sources, we really break that down into uh, two separate sides of the house. Uh, You've got monies that are generated and given to the school district from the state, and monies that we get from our local tax base. So when we talk about uh, monies that come from the state, uh, the biggest part of that is what we call our state foundation funds. Um, So the state of Ohio collects money through income tax, through sales tax, and various other sources. And what they do is they take all those monies, put them in a pot, and then divvy them out to school districts, based on the current funding formula for schools that they they have in place at that time. Um, so we are actually in the first year of a new funding formula uh, that, to be honest, wasn't the greatest for Ross Local Schools. Mm, how so? So the old funding formula, we had a projection of revenue over the, the next two years of about a million bucks, okay? And... That got switched to the new funding formula uh sometime in May, June time frame, so pretty close to the end of the year. And that million dollars dropped over the next two years to be a total of forty-five thousand bucks. Wow.
0: So you guys went from a million dollars to forty-five thousand dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's and it's that's a big hit for a smaller school district mm-hmm. like Ross. Um some schools out made out okay. Uh, some schools did not and we were one of the ones that did not make out all right Chad how how can you affect a change in that can you even do that sure
2: so you know we really try to look at our finances every day we're having these conversations and it's very important that we're living within our means Uh, last year uh, we cut uh, in reductions about seven hundred thousand dollars this year uh, i'm sorry last year we cut about six hundred thousand dollars uh this year we will cut about seven hundred thousand dollars just trying to live within our means with a very limited amount of revenue coming into our district
0: okay okay so that's the one type of funding
1: correct so state revenue accounts for about 43 percent of the revenue for the school district so that's one side of the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other side of the house is the monies that you generate from your local tax base, uh, which is about 57% of our revenue. Um, and we split that into to two different categories. So that's property taxes, and that's also income taxes. So Ross has a mm. school district income tax, uh, which is not that uncommon. Uh, there are four districts uh, in Butler County that have a school district income tax, uh, and also Harrison right down the road. So it, it's not an uncommon thing to have a school district income tax, um, especially with the slight amounts that we've been getting in state funding. Um, so our real estate taxes or property taxes account for about 33% of our, fund, our, our revenue, and the income tax is just short of about 20%. Okay. So is it just the two types? Pretty much, those are, those are the biggies. Um, we, have, we have a couple small areas that we uh, put into an other revenue category, um, and those are things like uh, refunds uh, from workers' comp, refunds from Medicaid. Um, we get a small amount in pay-to-play money that, that goes into okay. uh general fund other category. Uh, but the biggies are property tax and income tax sure so
2: so jeremy with the state the new formula how schools are funded can you for the for the community members can you break this down into simple terms of how they determine the amount of money that we receive as a school district sure i know that's a very complicated well and it's
1: it's a lot more complicated now than it used to be sure um so the new funding formula there are gosh i don't even know how many components um five six components the first component being base cost base cost in itself has over 22 factors that go into play when determining how much a school district uh, gets in their state monies Um, so it's it's actually extremely complicated but to to break it down easily um, what they look at is income from uh, the local tax base. So uh, right now Ross is seen as a rich district. Um, For example, we would get uh, under the old funding formula, for example, if we had an open enroll kid, we would get uh, $6,200 for a child coming into our district. Um, Now that number is $2,880 because they see us as rich. The difference there, they're saying the local tax base should be able to make up that money. So that, that's kind of, in a nutshell, while we went from getting a million dollars over two years to getting a total of $45,000, the electorate sees us as a richer district, better able to afford and have the local taxpayers foot the bill for the education here in Ross.
0: Is there any way to change that perception? at the state level well it's it's not it's not just perception so
1: it's they like i said they have 22 factors that they pull and most of it is income data so they pull uh total income per capita they pull median income um and how all those numbers flesh out as compared to other school districts is is how we are ranked so we're we're ranked in you know the top percentiles of districts that are better able to have the electorate foot the bill for the education wow, so that, and that's that 's the law that was passed so the the only way that, that that would change would be if in two years the law changes so mm-hmm. we we have a, a buy it 's called the biennium budget every two years, the state passes a budget, uh, and part of that is school funding, and this year it changed dramatic drastically and We've got two years to, to deal with it, and we'll see what comes next.
0: For 2021, it was changed in 2021?
1: It was changed, it was changed so for last June. It was changed last okay. June. So we are in fiscal year 22 for the schools. Mm-hmm. So um, July 1, 21 through June 30, 2022 is fiscal year 22. Mm-hmm. So we will have this new funding formula for this current year, fiscal year 22, and next year, Fiscal year twenty three, mm-hmm. so we will. We just kind of have to wait and see what happens for FY twenty four.
2: Wow, <laughs> so, so things like that really hurt a school, a small school district right. like this. So, how do you live within your means? How do you still provide the best education that we possibly can? Uh, Ross is obviously an excellent district. We perform well academically, athletically, fine arts. But how do you continue that momentum with a very limited budget? And
0: that's a great question because <clears throat> you obviously, someone living in the community wants the best for their for their kids, you know, so the parents are involved. But then you've got the other half of the community or third of the community that don't have kids here but are still having to deal with this revenue issue. So – what do you say to those folks about what you're doing and how, what's
1: their return on the investment? Well, to me, um, people move here because the schools are so good. Um, and that's why, you know, to get into the Ross School District, there is a high, high price to entry. Um, homes around here are not cheap. Um, you know, and I, I hear that all the time. Uh, but conversely, it works in the opposite direction. So if, you know, we're not getting funding, the schools start to go down, uh-huh. property values go down and, and that affects the folks that don't have kids here as well. It affects everybody. Um, so that's, I mean that, that would be my sell to those folks is you know it, you like your property, you like to have good neighbors, you know you, you like the value that, that's here at Ross. a large part of that is having you know the top performing school district in Baller County. Um, and if that goes away, a lot of those other things go away with it. Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: So <clears throat> about a week ago, you sent home um, your your newsletter, and there's there's a lot of information in here um, going on about you know the different things that you're looking to do and where you where you saved some costs. Chad, can you kind of ex- explain a little bit more about? um the cost savings that you guys have worked on
2: yeah so last school year you saw this coming right we did see this coming so last school year our admin team again we have daily conversations about how do we provide the best education that we can for our for our students so last school year we really looked at if a teacher leaves our district for retirement or goes to another district they move looking to bring in a a less experienced teacher uh, for that funding piece so we really tried to, again, hire quality people uh, at a less 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 mm-hmm. amount. So with that, we cut last year uh, $600,000. I think that was important to, again, look at our budget, live within our means, and continue to have those conversations on how to, how to provide a, a great education. Same concept this year, uh, which is, again, that dollar amount is $700,000. And, again, how do you uh, – not impact teaching and learning the safety of our students Mm -hmm. and again provide the best quality education for our students these are tough conversations that we have but I think it's important that uh, we we live within our means and uh, Mr. Frazier myself have been very open and transparent with the community Mm -hmm. Uh, we really want to open our books get people in have conversations and work together with, with, with our community members and parents on how do we fix this problem I think we have Outstanding people in this organization, in this community, and the question is, how can we work together to get this thing fixed? Mm-hmm.
0: And and these podcasts are going to be part of that conversation to help folks understand those Absolutely. sorts of things. So, I, I, I say hats off to you guys for you know jumping into into the deep end of the pool because this is a tough topic. So let's switch gears a little bit. You know, we now know how how the revenue is generated, but where are you spending it? You know, if the major- is the majority of it on your, your teachers? Absolutely. But there's building up CAPE as well.
1: Yeah, ab- absolutely. So uh, any school district, uh, you can look at their books, and, and you'll see uh, the main expense um, is personnel. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a, this is a people business. Um, yeah. So right now uh, we are spending uh, somewhere between 81 and 85% on personnel cost. Uh, so obviously that's the the main driver, um, but yeah that in any any school district you're going to have the the main uh, expenditure piece is going to be uh, personnel. So mm-hmm. that, that's kind of where where we're at with that. I mean obviously we have um, some purchase service cost. We have some material cost. Uh, we have you know some assets to keep up we've got building maintenance and and those types of things um but again the the main the main expenditure we have as with any school is going to be salary benefits sure
0: so if i'm a a member of your community and i wanted to know more about school finance in general how can i find out about this thing that you're talking Mm -hmm. about jeremy with you know the state is passing all of these things i mean I want to learn more about that. Where can I go? Where do you have resources for that?
2: Sure. That's a great question. So we really want to get people back to our website. And that website address is RossRams.com. R-O-S-S-R-A-M-S. RossRams.com. We do have a financial uh, page off of our website. All the types of information we're talking about today, there is uh, on that website. So again, RossRams.com has a lot of that information. If you have questions, uh, we have an email address. It is info, INFO, period, RLSD at Rossrams.com. So that once again is info, period, RLSD at Rossrams.com. If you have any questions, uh, send us an email. Mr. Fraser and I will get back with you. And again, uh, we want to continue to have this dialogue with our community.
0: And if we do it right, we'll put it in the show notes so there's a hyperlink that you don't have to write all that down. Sure. If you're driving or you're on your treadmill right now and, (laughs) oh, I want to learn this stuff. (laughs) So um, a letter has been issued. By now, should be in the homes by the time you hear the uh, the podcast. And it's about making cuts for Mm 2022-23, which will be starting like jeremy said in july right correct correct. so let's talk about that a little bit more and and kind of fill us in on that sure
2: so you know once again like i said previously we really want to live within our means so how do you not impact teaching and learning and how do you not impact school safety so those are our two pillars that we're trying to to drive here and our admin team again we, we talk about this every day how do we live within our means make some budget reductions to keep moving the district forward. So those are the conversations that we've had, uh, again, like you said, there there's two publications that will be released uh, by the time you hear this podcast. And, uh, again, our pillars were teaching and learning and also school safety. So again, continue to have conversations and, and, and make uh, good decisions for our students. And in the letter, he, it states that, um, this
0: is mainly due to the state funding formula that, that you were talking about earlier. So with all of this that's happening, what are we looking at? Do we, do we know yet?
1: As far as what, what do you mean, what are we looking at?
0: So do you know what you're making cuts on and, and what you're doing to adapt your budget? Mm-hmm. So we do. So yes, like, we do. like
2: Mr. Frazier said, 82% of our, st- our, of our budget is staffing. So mm-hmm. we really have uh, made some tough decisions and had conversations with staff. Uh, and, again, this, most of our costs are personnel. So, unfortunately, we, we've made some cuts in the personnel department, and uh, we still believe that we can move our district forward uh, and, again, live within, within our means. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So um,
0: that's, I think, the tough stuff for this week. That's a lot to digest, guys. <laughs> that's a lot, lot to digest. Yes. And you guys talk about this every day. All day, every day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 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 So, um, just to r- remind folks, this kind of information is all you're posting this on your website uh, under the financial update section, right? That's correct. So yes. Sorry, they've got questions and there's graphs and all that for all those fun folks who like that graphy stuff because I'm a visual guy. Sure. You know, I don't want to read all of that. Um, and so, I think what's really important here is let's talk about some of the accolades you know we we, we kind of talked we we had this nickname before we got on the air that you know we have doom and gloom jeremy here but <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the good stuff yeah i mean and, and that's tough especially coming out of covid which yep. we're still kind of in sure um you guys have you made changes for that um you know i'm here working with the theater kids and it's just been fantastic and everybody seems to be still going a on their day-to-day jobs but you guys have a lot of great stuff going on in spite of all this so chad can you kind of like fill us in a little bit about all these great things
2: that are happening yes i can so before we get into the positives and the great things we're doing there are two administrative changes i want to share with the community Uh, the first administrative change and this is uh, pending school board approval uh, which will be uh, february 17th Uh, mr jake richards who's our current uh, director of athletics Jake will be moving to the Curriculum Department, and he will be the Director of Curriculum and Instruction. So we are excited for Jake uh, to fill this role. Jake has been the Athletic Director for four years, and uh, he's excited about making this change and uh, leading our uh, Curriculum Department. Uh, With Jake moving on to District Office, uh, Mr. Justin Beck, who's our current Assistant Athletic Director and Dean of Students, Uh, Mr. Beck will assume the role of the District Athletic Director. Uh, Justin has a lot of uh, energy and knowledge, and uh, we're excited for uh, Mr. Beck to come in. He's big on social uh, media. I
0: follow him a lot. (laughs) (laughs) And,
2: uh, again, we're very excited to have two talented leaders in our district. Uh, But, again, that's pending board approval, which Mm -hmm. will be February 17th. With that being said, let me me share some uh, of the great things that we're doing. Ross High School uh, com- competed in the Region Five Deca competition at Harrison High School. We had twelve students that uh, qualified for the state, uh, and just want to have a shout out to uh, advisor Becky Taylor. Becky has been leading this group for thirty-two years, which wow. is very very impressive. Very. And uh, I just want a to,
0: tough program.
2: Yes, That's they, cool. they do a nice job. I just want to read the names of of the students. Uh, first place was Lexi Neal. Second place is Carter Pate, Sasha Krieger, and Kenneth Lakes and they, uh, their topic was startup business. Second place was Lauren Springer and Gracie King uh, for their innovation plan. Third place was Charlotte Pate, and her title or her uh, was called Quick Serve. Third place in marketing and communication was Madeline Webb. Also third place in buying and mer- merchandising was Raleigh Rep and Ava Mackey. Entrepreneurship, fourth place was Abby Ireland and Savannah Holmes. And also, fourth place was Maddie Davis. So again, we have some very talented students. Uh, in addition to that, our Rambotics uh, Club uh, received a twenty-five hundred dollar grant from the Ohio through the Ohio STEM Classroom Project Grant Program. I mean, and that is funded by Battelle. So a uh, great job mm, yeah. uh, for our Rambotics students. Uh, also, congratulations to the uh, Middle School Rambotics FLL team. Three fifty-seven. <laughs> Say that life. Uh, that's fast. tough. Uh, Snakebite <laughs> is their name, and they won the innovation project award. Uh, and that was a, that was the Ohio State virtual tournament. Uh, another shout out to swimmer Cooper Burt. Uh, Cooper is a freshman, and he has already set uh, three records. Wow! Which is amazing for wow. a uh, freshman at the high school level. Uh, next, we have the OMEA, which is the band uh, honor band held at Mason High School. Seventh graders Colin Schneider and Braden Mead. Eighth graders is Nicholas Mueller, Nathan Summers, and Harry Moeller. And from the high school, we have Ben Schuler, Jordan Reed, and Robert Bertine. Again, these students participate in the OMEA Honor Band, so congratulations to all those students. We do have two <laughs> upcoming events. Uh, the first... Uh, is the spring theater project uh the adams family and mr uh, moss you are leading that uh, and i just want to direct people to the ram theaterproject.com uh, if you would like to that's for grades seven through twelve. Yeah, we're opening up to the middle school. Yeah, we wanna we wanna start building a program here. So when this podcast is released on the sixth, mm-hmm. auditions start on the seventh. So you got <laughs> you got plenty of time tune to tune in early. <laughs> and we and, and, and Mr. Sean, we're gonna link that, that website onto our website. Correct? Awesome. Great. So yep. so mm-hmm. Ram and then the last shout out or last announcement that I have is the Ross Legacy Championship here at the high school which is February 25th and 26th. That's a Friday and Saturday night. And we did not hold this last year because of COVID, but I hear that is a, uh, yeah, a phenomenal. Is, you yes, want to see some really cool house. shows and
0: yeah, awesome. So
2: again, all these examples are the great things that our kids and families and communities are doing. So we're excited to uh, to start these podcasts and just kind of uh, acknowledge uh, the great things that we're doing. Sounds great.
0: All right, so Jeremy, we're going to put it back to you. Sure. What's the one takeaway that you hope everybody got from this?
1: Well, the, I think the one takeaway that, that we really want to convey is that we are doing everything in our power. Like like Dr. Conkle said, we, are, we have these conversations every day, all day, on how do we provide a great education um, without drastically cutting, you know, the All educational experience, uh, our safety, um, how to basically, how do we live within our means, um, with having to deal with, you know, things that are out of our control basically mm-hmm. from a financial perspective. Um, and you know, we're, we're trying to be just as, as transparent a, as we can mm-hmm. be. Um, we're, we're opening the books. We, we want to have community involvement, community engagement, um, to help us figure these things out. Um, so, so the more minds that we have working on the problem, I think the better off we're going to be. so
0: And and let's just reiterate again how folks can, can find this information in, in contact sure. with you guys. Sure. So,
2: back to our website, rossrams.com. Uh, all the information is there's a financial page off the website. If you have questions, hmm. there's an email, rlsd at rossrams.com. Send us an email, uh, Mr. Frazier and I will get back with them and hopefully have more dialogue all right great
0: that brings us to the end of this episode thanks to dr chad conkle our superintendent and jeremy frazier our treasurer for joining us for this discussion on school funding we hope that helps you understand some of the basics of school funding and that it was beneficial to you thank you for listening to the ross local school district podcast if you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends and review us on any of the platforms that you use for your podcasts. Most importantly, be sure to come back in two weeks for our discussion on how schools spend their funding. Be sure to follow the school district on social media. We have Facebook and a new Twitter account for the district itself, and that is info, R-L-S-D, on Twitter, Info. R-L-S-D, on Twitter. Until then, this is Sean Moss, and don't forget, discover, aspire, and relate every day. This podcast was created by the Ross Local School District. It was produced and recorded at Ross High School.